you for listening. Thank you for listening. To the Outstanding Ohioans. Outstanding Ohioans. To the Outstanding Ohioans. To the Outstanding Ohioans. Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by my daddy. Hosted by my daddy. Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Outstanding Ohioan Show. This is episode 15. My name is Ron Silico. Today we have a first. This is our first repeat guest that we've had uh, from episode 2. We interviewed Dr. Jim Burson, uh, the co-CEO of Solution Based Basketball, longtime former coach, basketball coach at Muskingum College. And we've got Jim back to talk about some of the things he's been involved with since we interviewed him in August. Um, he's got a book that's been out for six months now called The Golden Whistle, which is, in, in a moment, I'll talk about the impact that that's had on my life. He's got a new book that he's working on that he's going to talk about, and he's going to talk about what he's been doing since we interviewed him in August. Coach, thank you for joining us today. Ron, it's great to be here. At, uh, this brightens up my morning because it looks a little nasty out there today. It's good old... Uh, December weather in Ohio, but no, I'm excited, and basketball season started, lots of games gone on, so great, great time of the year. Well, before the audience starts feeling sorry for people in Ohio, you shared with me that you're about to go to Florida for, for some time, so that, that might make some folks jealous about the weather you'll be going to. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, my wife and I, we haven't finalized all those plans exactly when we're going to leave and come down there, but we have a condo in Sarasota in Florida, and it seems like to me it's a waste if, if we don't go down that way, but if we do, like most things, we'll make it a business trip and try to stop and talk to coaches and see people and, uh, uh, you know, help build the business a little bit as we go along, uh, not only in our book business, but in our consulting business that we have, too, so... Um, you know, we, we've already looked and dates and we'll probably see four or five coaches on the way down and get down there. My, my wife and I both enjoy that sunshine. So that, that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Great. Great. Now, Jim, your book's been out for six months and I, I can tell you personally, the, the impact that it's had on me has been tremendous. It's part of my daily routine is I, I read the six, I read the 10 nuggets out loud to myself. Yeah. Uh, I, I read, I, I read sections of the book every week and it, it's, it's been a wonderful thing. It, it's been out six months. What, what's been some of the impact and how has it resonated with people and the feedback that you've received? been really pleased. Uh, I wrote the book to help coaches. That was the whole idea of it and discovered through that that it really helps hungry coaches and that's uh, the little term that my wife Jennifer and I have used to the kind of people that want to learn, the kind of people that that are probably successful now but even want to continue to be successful and get even bigger and want to learn the game of basketball. And you and I have been in it long enough to know that X and O's are really important and you got to be able to execute your, your fundamentals, but that it's the uh, areas just beyond that, uh, the concomitants, associated learnings, the, the uh, ability as a coach to take my knowledge and relate it to the players. And that's such an important thing, particularly areas like attitude and work ethic and, and teamwork. Um, because it, it, I just saw a game the other night and saw uh, some body language that just indicated that, that the team I was watching uh, was having was ha- having some problems, and they they need to really address those, and the coach needs to address that type of thing. And it wasn't bad at all, and probably a lot of people wouldn't even have noticed. But you know, you create a foul and you hold your hands and shrug a little bit, or you come off the bench and you go sit down right away. And uh, just little things that I think uh, uh, the golden whistle and, and now my, my new book called The, the uh, Daily Nuggets are really gone to uh, that really try to address straight up. Because, you know, you have your lesson plans, you have your practice plans, you have your game set up. You need to also have a set up to which you can teach relationships and motivation and how to connect with people. Uh, how to make sure that you're the best student that you possibly can be because 
You know, I, I can still remember the lectures that you would say to people. And I said, well, did, did you go to class? I said, did you sit up front? Did you ask a question? Did you hold your hand up? Did you tell the teacher, thank you, at the end of the class? Just walk by and say thanks. Um, because I said, everybody is in this thing kind of battling, and, and but you have to teach that. You have to make sure that you address the kind of things not only relate to the players, but to relate to the parents. And I think that you can, I don't like parents that well. You know, I, I think I mentioned this in the last one. Parents, some of those parents that I had were, were amongst still my best friends. And I think that, that that has to be planned for and worked on. And, you know, like your wife and your family, you need to plan to spend time with them. Um, so all, all that is hooked into that uh, that thing. And the impact, I, I think it's been fun because I, I just had in front of me here a little thing. It impacted people from Australia. I have a, a, a thing from a coach in uh, Australia, and it is said, I would like to thank you for writing this book, as this has paved the way for so many young coaches like myself to learn and earn the golden whistle. And, and you know, so when, you, when you're thinking, you guys, it, it impacted somebody clear in Australia, that that, that, is, that is an amazing thing, and it has impacted young coaches and older coaches. And so, uh, you know, I, and I like, I like this one from Brian Shaughnessy who happened to say, and I, and I like it, and you'll understand the reason. I completely agree that one of the most important pieces of engaging in the book was sharing it with other coaches. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, again, with the purpose. And I know as you read it, you, you're now engaging it, and you're engaging it over again. You're, like you said, you repeated the, uh, the, the ten nuggets. You, you've um, tried to incorporate that, engage that into your life. And then he said last summer, I read Jay uh, Billis's book on toughness and loved it. And mm-hmm. uh, I only wish I could, uh, I only wish I would have shared that one with my, my staff. Mm-hmm. So evidently the message got across to a couple of young coaches that, that were really important. And I know that uh, I had a, an old high school buddy of mine call me. Uh, Ronnie Smith, who had guys, I'd seen him over the years, but it's been 50 years since he and I were on the same basketball team together. And he just talked about uh, the impact it had on him as a, as a book, but more the impact it had on him when he played. He said, I was a sophomore, you were a senior, and I respected you at that point, not so much what you were as a player, but what you were as a person. And, you know, when that comes back 50 years later, and he said, I could see all that in the book. So, you know, the, the book, I think, is having the kind of impact that, uh, that I wanted to have. I laugh because I've had two moms of uh, kids that are in about the 10th, 11th, 12th grade. One of the kids just got cut this year, and the other one's struggling with uh, – the feeling that maybe the coaches don't like them, mm-hmm. the feeling that they're uh, not being treated fairly, the feeling that it's, it's not fair because they put all this time and effort into it, the very typical moms, and they said they read this book and it was really helpful for them, helpful for them because, uh, and and both of them have even called and talked to me. And so, you know, I, I think we're affecting people in lots of different uh, uh, venues, I, you know, not only moms and parents, but young coaches and old coaches and friends, just like uh, Ronnie Smith was, was a friend. And I think that, and we've had an, an impact from some of the top coaches. I think if you read that, you, you saw uh, John Calipari, and mm-hmm. I just got back from a, uh, went down and watched them practice a day, and wow, what, what a bunch of talent they have. They get <laughs> nine or ten McDonald's All-Americans. And yet again, he, he, he wrote a nice uh, testimony for the book. So uh, I, I've really been pleased with that. But probably the, the most important thing is that the, those young coaches and uh, those friends of mine that have been impacted by something that I wrote with the idea that I hoped it, that, that it would make an impact on my life. Now something, you know, the, the first nugget is one that to me is, serves as a foundation for the others because even if it's it's the big word offense so even if i'm not saying something 
I'm thinking in terms, I'm trying to think more clearly and intentionally with the big words. And then that shows up in body language as well. And that, that's been one that's, that, that's probably been the most impactful for me. Cause at least in my mind, it filters down to the other nine. Cause mm-hmm. it, it just gets you trying to think more clearly, think about different perspectives, different viewpoints, uh, trying to explain your purpose, why, why you're, why I'm saying something, why I feel a certain way, and, and just trying to trying to improve the quality of the dialogue and the conversations I have with people. So uh, that's that's been a great one for me to to really implement on a daily basis and and use in my leadership roles. Well, you're gonna like the new book then because uh, it we have a, a little thing called the point which is a quote or a saying, uh, you know, what lies before you or what lies behind you are tiny matters compared to what lies within you. Uh, a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote. But And then you would go to the game and it would be, what's that mean to you? That, uh, you know, what, what lies within the team? It's basically really what lies within you as a coach because you impact them so much by not only what you say, but by your body language, and not only by what you say in your body language, but by the way you act yourself. And I think that uh, those words are so important. And I know my word for the year this year, and it's just inning, so i got to get another one, was beyond. And matter of fact, that was the very first word in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm always thinking, I'm 73 years old. What's next? What do I do? Matter of fact, next might, might be my word for next year. So, but uh, so I haven't. You, you can help me if you have one. But I keep thinking I need to go beyond where I am. I need to be doing more, even at my age. I need to be lifting and helping and developing other people. I've got to go beyond because it's so easy, particularly at my age, and a lot of coaches after they've won a little bit, just to sit back and let it coach by. Now I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. So you know that those words, and you and I haven't read the book. I didn't realize that I would swear as much as I did, mm. and uh, and I don't swear nearly as much today. I mean, I'm not, but you know, you you would have I'd have them record me on the bench. I'd have the players keep. I mean, uh, the uh, manager keep track of it in the game. I mean, in practice and and during games. And boy, it just so finally I and, and I think in there you'll see my three cheerleaders came down and said, boy, Coach, we heard you use the, the bad, a bad word. Hmm. And it was really, you could see disappointment in their face. And so I said, well, that's, I'm going to end that. And I know during the games, I really cut all that out. out. And uh, I have to admit that once in a while with a terrible thing, I'd slip in practice. But, but, but you can control your words. And by controlling your words, you control your actions. And by being very positive with your actions, you can now have positive reactions with your players. And so I'm glad you picked that one. That's that's such a tremendous thing for me that uh, the big word offense, and I kind of like that people would say, what kind of offense you run? And I say big word. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you know, they, they look at you like, what the heck is that guy? He's strange anyhow. <laughs> but, no, it, it's uh, it's that's been really impactful for me. And um, part of that, I think I had mentioned to you before that my dad drank and my dad's language was bad. Mm-hmm. And I made up my mind very early that I would never drink, which I've never done. And my wife jumped me one time about, well, what about your language? And I said, well, my dad swore all the time. She said, well, he drank all the time. You didn't drink. So maybe it's time that you, you handle your language a little bit better, too. Hmm. And, you know, you just need to have awareness, and you, you need to see what kind of an idiot, you know, just even calling the kid an idiot, you idiot, um, can be impactful, mm-hmm. and, and you've and you got to be careful. So I'm, I'm glad you caught that, and I'm glad that big word offense resonated with you um, because it just has really uh, been impactful for me, and I wish I'd have had this book, and I wish I'd have thought those thoughts back when I first started coaching instead of late late in the time I'm coaching. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm... I even like that. I even like, let me ask you a question. Did you look up the word supercilious? Oh, yes. Oh, you're, you're good. You know, what's nice yeah. is I, I downloaded it 
on Amazon Kindle. So uh, what's nice is you can click on any word in the book and it'll provide a definition for you. So, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, you know, a personal story is, you know, I I think I told you the other day, I've been playing intramural basketball at Miami University and I had a teammate last night that he, he had some struggles emotionally through, through his performance on the floor. And he's also, he's an, he's also an aspiring coach. And I'm going to try and sit down with him and talk about some of the things I observed last night with him and also share that this is a book that over winter break, I recommend that you take a look at if you're going to be involved in coaching, because you know, making that transition from a player to a coach is a challenging one because uh, you, you, in some ways you're going from just being responsible for yourself to responsible for an entire group of players and, and your mindset has to change. And, you know, right now he's, he's young. He, he lets emotions get the best of him at times. And, and I think, I think this book will be a, a nice tool for him to think about and reflect on and evaluate what he does on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and it's so important because he can ask himself this is what I say, does that impact the people around me? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if he's going to coach and be around and if somebody say, has the superintendent ever heard anything about your attitude? Has the, the AD heard? And, you know, I keep asking myself this, is what I'm doing impactful in a positive way on my coaching career or on my life? And if it's not, I shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's, that's good. I'm glad you're taking that into your own hand. That's such a wonderful thing. So, mm-hmm. good. Good. Get after him. You're being pretty supercilious there. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk yeah. about let's talk about the new book. So it's it's called Daily Nuggets. Is is it building on the Golden Whistle? You know, it does build on the Golden Whistle a, a little bit, um, it, and it's based upon again my love of words and my desire to learn. <clears throat> and I have always, pretty much every day, had a word for the day. I like supercilious, and you look it up and see that supper is above, and the cilium is the eyebrow, and so you're above the, you know, you're, when you look at people, you make them feel like you're better than they are. So you're being supper or super supercilious, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I always liked those kind of things, and in every class I taught would have a word for the day that would probably be related to to the course. Um, you know, if you were teaching kinesiology, it might be. I'd come in and write sternocleidomastodius down, and you know, but so you got to talk about the sternum and the and the clavicle and the mastoid process, and we would break those words down to where they could understand the words by by pieces and parts. And I was, <clears throat> I have been for 42 years. I coached at a, in, in a college at Muskingum University, and I never wanted the faculty to feel like that I was just a coach or just a PE teacher, but that I I can set and stand and, and talk and be a part of them. Mm-hmm. And I thought one of those ways was to make sure that my vocabulary and my words and my appreciation of what they do was important. So <clears throat> so we have the book now that's out is, is going to be a guide, and it might be tremendous for this young man that, that you were talk, just, we just talked about, mm-hmm. that every day I've got a quote. And every day I've got something that's going to react. And now I have to respond to that quote. Well, what the heck does that quote mean to me? Mm-hmm. And I think that if you look at it that way, uh, you have to engage the quote. And you know me, I've been big on you engaging that book. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you, you need to do that. And I had a little quote down there <clears throat> that sort of said, not worrying about winning helps prevent losing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the point. And the practice is we spend a lot of time worrying about things that do not make us better. Do the best you can with what you have. Toughness is more mental than physical. Mm-hmm. And the word for the for that or the word thought for that day was was toughness. Mm-hmm. So you can now talk to your players, quit worrying about starting. Quit worrying about playing time. Quit worrying about 
Uh, how many girls like you? You know, you, you just you spend a lot of time worrying about things. Just be the best person you can be. Make sure you're the best basketball player you can be. Make sure when I ask a teacher over at Muskingum in the history department, hey, how's John? He said, oh, he's wonderful. He comes to class. He's always on. That's the kind of thing, and that's what makes you tough. And one of the things that I've always talked about is, you know who I thought was really tough? Is that the, the, the group of young men who, when we went to Cleveland to play ball in Wallace on a Wednesday night, and came back in a snowstorm, got back at 2 o'clock, we got beat, we got back at 2 o'clock, and I'm going to my class at 8 o'clock, and I pass them going to their class mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock in the morning. I said, to me, that's toughness. Sure. And I said, that's the kind of person I'm looking for. I'm not looking for a guy that's going to take a charge, although I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm, not gonna, I'm not looking for the guy who's diving on the floor after a ball. I love it. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking for that guy who, for the rest of his life, when things get tough, he gets up the next morning and goes to work. He gets up and goes to class. He gets up and picks up the people around him. I said, that's toughness. And so from just that one day, January the 3rd, with the point about not worrying about winning and it helps prevent losing, we can talk about the game. So we, we got the practice, we got the game, and we got the word thought. <clears throat> and I think then the kids can look at me and say, so when I see him walking down the street, I said, hey, toughness. I said, Coach, I went to class today. <laughs> so I think that, I and you need to have a plan. Uh, just like you write out your practice plans, you need to have a plan for them to grow as people. And I think this book, uh, the, the Daily Nuggets, will absolutely help every coach. And it would be good if you bought every kid a book. That's, how, that's the marketing side of me. Mm-hmm. But it might be good for the coach to have a book or the assistant coach to have a book. And then you could put these up on on, uh, on email. Mm-hmm. You could send it to them. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, you need to communicate with them daily about what it means to be more than a basketball player. And uh, and so I'm excited about it. I, I think it's good. We've got some places in there where we've got uh, the word, I mean, the uh, people for the week. So I've got a whole week of people, like uh, I've got a whole week of Ralph Waldo Emerson, who coached at Harvard in uh, the 1700s. Because <laughs> you know the winning basketball around 1700, but he would have been a good basketball coach. And I got to know an interesting story about that is that Woody Hayes stopped me in a hallway one day and, and congratulated me about my master's degree. Mm. And, and I told him in a pompous sort of way, oh, no, I, I faced my Ph.D., and he stuck his finger in my chest and said, that'll take the edge off of your coaching. You won't be coaching in five years because they'll be wanting to make you the head of the department. They'll make you A.D., they'll just, and, and, and you'll lose your uh, desire to coach. And I said, well, Coach Hayes, you told me that a lot of coaches that if you win too much, you can get soft. And I said, you guys went undefeated last year. Are, are, are you soft right now? <laughs> oh, person, I never did like you. And he, he laughed and he said, go read Ralph Waldo Emerson's essay on compensation and call me Monday morning at 10 o'clock and tell me what the farmer said to the president. Hmm. Well, that was back at a time in the same way, you know, there were no computers. I had to go to the library and look up Emerson, look up the essay on compensation find that section and read it. And then he said to me after we talked, he said, uh, read the rest of them. And he said, when you finish each one, call me. So he and I spent several years back and forth at times talking about Emerson's essay on compensations and Emerson's essay on heroism and Emerson's essay on the oversold and Emerson's essay on life and the refulgent spirit of man. And, uh, and, and he said, and he said to me, and it made sense, Read him like you're a coach, mm-hmm. and, he, and, and he becomes a coach. Read him like you believe that it's going to help you, and it'll help you. Read it like you're going to engage it. Does it sound like it? I've stolen some stuff from Woody Hayes. Yes. And Yes, you know, and, and that's the, the thing. I would want everybody here when you read the Golden Whistle or when you would read the, the Daily Nuggets, read them, engage them, and make them your own. 
And so when I have an outline of Ralph Waldo Emerson, it doesn't sound anything like Ralph Waldo Emerson. It sounds like Coach Burson quoting Ralph Waldo Emerson. Mm -hmm. So hey, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be good. I have a whole week on uh, John Woody. Um, we have a, a week on Michael Jordan. I've got a week on uh, class. Uh, so we've got about 10 weeks of uh, of uh, different types of things. And then the rest of them are just some quotes from great philosophers. And then we, we do it. Like the, Jennifer now has, has got all those Ralph Waller Emerson quotes. They're right there. And then it shows how, how I explain those quotes. Hmm. And so it, it's... It's, it's about you learning, and it's about the, the players. Can I go into a chemistry class? I don't like chemistry. Well, find something to make it, because what the, what, what's the chemical makeup of a good basketball team? Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you develop chemistry? What the heck is that, is that thing? What about the chemistry of the food you eat? Mm -hmm. Is it important? What about the chemistry of your lungs when you smoke? How about the impact of drugs you have on your body? What about this building of steroids? That's all chemical. Mm -hmm. Find something you can hook into that you're interested in in your life, and it will come alive. Mm. And if you're really good, you make it come alive. And if you're, and you, you'll be good, I can tell already, that you're going to be good reading this book because you read it every day. Mm -hmm. And then you are going to try to find some way to impact somebody else. I'm just not going to read it and go, okay, I read that. But you're going to impact people. And that makes such a difference in everybody's life that, uh, you know, I have one like on May the 19th, and these are all, they, there's no year to these, they're just dated. But the week with Michael Jordan says you don't have to play a professional sport to be an effective leader. Every home, every business, every neighborhood, and even every family needs someone to lead. And that was the, the practice. And the game is developing leadership skills should be a goal every day in every practice for every person. Transference of skills, attitudes, and values to develop leadership is more important on the floor than off the floor. Mm -hmm. So that, that, and the word is transference. Well, what the heck? Kids are going to look at you and say, what's transference? Mm -hmm. Well, if I smile at you and say, boy, great job, you're probably going to smile. That's transferring a smile. Mm -hmm. If you say, great job, and you jump up and down, they're going to look at you and say, yay, and jump up and down. That's transference. Mm -hmm. If I can allow you to read something, and transfer it into your own thought pattern. That's transference. And guys, we need to transfer what we learn in practice with what we do in the game. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to transfer in chemistry class what you're learning. So if you happen to be teaching health or physical education, you can understand the chemical makeups of the food that the kids need to eat. And the more you know and the more you have engaged, the more you can transfer things to help other people. And, and that's what it's about. So in a quick nutshell, and I probably went a little too long, in a quick nutshell, the daily nuggets are designed so that you can communicate and motivate yourself as a coach and the players and your assistant coaches and the fans Every day, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you can have a plan for it. So, you know, and I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be neat. I started this uh, when I started working with Nike <clears throat> and Nike coaches, and just never, never finished it. But I'm excited now about finally, about seven years later, getting this thing finished, and it was fun to put together. Nice. So there you are. You, you, you got personalized on that. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, that's you know that that trans you know speaking to that transference piece a little bit is uh, I'm I don't remember exactly. It was sometime within the last year I was watching a Brian Tracy YouTube video, uh, famous famous speaker, author, coach, etc. And he he addressed that very point about not only is it a important to start your day off by reading something positive in the morning, something that's educating you. But finding ways to apply it within a few hours after you've read it 
is going to help you remember it. It's going to help you apply it to your life, and it's going to it's going to imprint it in your mind much more effectively than if you just read it but you don't take action at all after it. So he's he's very intentional about strategically making applications right after he reads something that catches his eye. So that's that's a great point. And then, you know, something else that you said that really resonated with me is dealing with our student staff at our recreation center. We've got some inconsistencies with staff cleaning fitness equipment. Some do it, some don't. And we, we, we talk about it, we talk about it, we talk about it. I caught a young man this semester being very industrious with doing it. I thanked him, and then I also wrote a letter personalized to him. But rather than giving it to him, I put it, I taped it by our time clock. So every, every student staff that came in to clock in or clock out saw it. Because it, what, what does that do? It, it shows that, A, as a leader, we're not just saying this is important. We're telling you that we, it's an expectation uh, that's important. We are going to follow up on it and check on it. But we're also going to reward people by acknowledging that they're doing it right. And we're going to share that with others. And... And I know that young man was very appreciative of, of that gesture. So, uh, you know, that transference piece, it's it's easy a lot of times, especially as coaches, to talk about the negative, negative. You need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. But whether it's a small detail or a larger detail, when people, when you catch them doing it right, you have to acknowledge it and you have to share that with the rest of the group. So it's... It's showing that there is a model of that behavior to what you talked about earlier, that, you know, there is someone that is doing it right. Let's follow the way this person is doing it. So that that's a that's a very nice point that you brought up with the transference piece. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and those are, you know, those are throughout just words like transference that your players would never think of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the words down here is awareness. Are you aware of the way you look? Mm-hmm. Are you aware of the impact of the way you walk across the quadrangle? Are you aware of the way you come out of the game? Are you aware of the way of what people think about you? And, and you know, so every day I've got a simple word that makes them think about themselves and about me. Am I aware of my impact? Am I aware of my language? Am I aware when I stand up and yell, you bleeping, bleeping bunch of referees, that that transfers all the way down the bench mm-hmm. to where it's, it's okay. And you say, well, do as I uh, tell you, not, not not as I do. Well, that, that's not going to work. So, you know, those are, those are really good. I, I, I think that's – and I, I know you can transfer things. I have a real good friend, and, you know, I like to name drop. So George Raveling, who was the global director for Nike Basketball, has been my friend for 40 years. And he's great at writing notes that when you look at it, you go, wow, I wish I could write that note. And you know what? I can't. Mm-hmm. I just don't take the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he sent me a note back about a year ago, and all that was on it was it said the book when with a big question mark. <laughs> and, and, you know, that impacted me. And it, and it transferred from his message of, you know, you, you, you're talking about this, and you've been talking about that. Get the daggone thing done. And so I called and talked to him. He said, well, you have a lot of things to say to people, and I want them to hear it. And you're going, wow, wow. Hmm. And that's transference. And you need to really impact your players because they get so wrapped up in their own little world. What's for me? How am I doing? Am I getting to start? Am I getting to play? My mom and dad said this. And and have no idea how to transfer that out to the most important thing is that we're all here to help each other. That's that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, those those are really good things. And I think this book is going to have an impact if you're able to take a word, and I was just looking through my little thing here and pulling a word out. Uh, 
that talents. Mm-hmm. And you can talk to him and say, how many of you have talents? Do you have the ability to discipline yourself to always say the right thing at the right time to help people? That's a talent. Mm-hmm. Do you have the ability to say thank you and have gratitude when somebody gives you something? That's thank you. And I said, if you really want to know something about gifts, read Ralph Waller Emerson's essay on gifts. Because he says that a gift to be true has to be a portion of yourself. And if the receiver receives the gift and overreacts, you know that he loved the gift more than he loved you. How you give gifts, how you receive gifts. Mm. And, you know, I've got these things all geared in about talent. What talents do you have? Do you have a talent to be able to give gifts to people? Do you have a talent to be able to compensate for people? And Emerson, you can tell, has really transferred into, into my mind and into my thinking. Mm-hmm. And so every day now for 365 days, and, and what I'll do is that I may call you up and say, um, I'm going to videotape this, but you're going to talk to my players today. I want you to give them the practice I want you to, uh, and the game, and I want you to give them the word. Mm-hmm. And guys, here's Ron Silica, who, who I respect very much, and I hold up my little iPad, and there's Ron. Hey, how you doing? Good. <laughs> give that to him. Mm-hmm. I want my assistant coaches to give them because they're going to get tired of hearing about me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to one of my captains. I'm going to get my one of my freshman basketball players who's a, who kind of looks like a little blinky. And then, then I said, and I'll say, Here, here's what I want you to say to him tomorrow. I'm not telling anybody else we're doing this, but but here it is. And I want you to talk about talent in a way that, well, I I know I can't shoot it real good. I know I'm not very big, but my talent is I am going to fight myself for you guys every day so hard that if I don't play, you're playing, and you're going to be better than anybody else because I'm going to make you better. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy I want, yes. Mm-hmm. That's talent. And so I can see utilizing, and of course, if we've got that, I've got a program up ahead that tells you how to do this mm-hmm. and how to read the book and how to engage the book and how to try to make the book the best it can be, because if you just read them over, it 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 won't have the impact. And uh, it matter of fact, it comes with a warning. This book will do no good unless you engage it and share it and lift others. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, we're, we're excited. Jennifer and I both are just fired up about, you know, we're trying to get it done. So if you want to put a little note out, we're trying to get it done before Christmas. Oh, okay. So, if, and if I would get off of my duffer and uh, quit, quit talking on on uh, podcast, <laughs> I probably could get this thing done. But we are really close, and uh, so, and it'd be kind of neat to get two out in one year while, I, while we're right. It's kind of like you with with your stuff. So, right. and uh, and uh, you know, you said you're going to need to adjust yours and fix them up. Mm-hmm. You know, get it done. That's, that's good. You know, I, I felt some negative transference there for a moment, but, but then you brought it back, so I'm okay now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I still think that you need to coach and discipline kids uh, verbally. Come on, guys. You got, what have we been talking about? Let's get it done. Germany, Christmas. You don't see Hey, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of that, you say, boy, thanks, guys. Yeah. I, I, was, I was referring to... to saying, oh, I'm on podcasts instead of writing the book. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm glad I got you on that. You know what he said there? He said that he was so bad because I said I shouldn't have been on this podcast. <laughs> and I was just, as you would get to know me, I, I sometimes my uh, mouth exceeds my brain and I mouth off and I think it's cute. And I've got to be careful with, with players with that. You know, you'll say something. That uh, did, did, tell me the truth. Did your dad work for a brick factory? Honest <laughs> to goodness, the way you he had to. You, you don't get that. And you know that sounds funny, and you laugh, but you got to really be careful what you say. So I apologize for that. No, I'm glad to be here, and this is wonderful. <laughs> No, I, and so, uh, so, 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 don't feel bad about that at all. No, I, I knew the spirit. I knew the spirit in which you said it. Good. <laughs> so, but I liked it. So, since August, I know we've had some dialogue back and forth 
in addition to the to the books, you, you've had a lot of speaking engagements and consulting projects. What what have for the audience? What have some of those projects been that you've been working on? Well, you know, uh, it's funny that although the book is not going to make us rich, the book opens avenues for people to have you come and speak. So we've had several uh, speeches and some some really good ones to. Uh, uh, in, in, in my hometown of Marysville, they, they had a big uh, uh, thing for the county, the, the entire county, Union County, which is big time in Marysville, Ohio. And, and I was a featured speaker. Uh, I, was speaking at all, I spoke at Alderson Gratis at one of their big lunches for all them. And, and then they invited me to come back to the opening of school next year. And, and uh, I, you, you get a lot of library talks, which uh, I tell people – that I'm, I'm cheap and available. And I think that's wonderful because you can sell a few books. Mm-hmm. You get your name out there. Uh, you get people excited about uh, reading it. And so, you know, I think that that uh, a lot of libraries, I've been in Zanesville and uh, New Concord a couple times. I've spoken at, I speak here at the college quickly and, and uh, had a nice engagement at, at Zanesville Country Club uh, to uh, raise money. And, and uh, you know, they, they gave a book away to everybody there, as did the, the people in, uh, in Marysville. You know, when they buy 40 or 50 books at a time, those are the kind you like. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and, and you're in the business of trying to sell books, but you're in the business of entertaining people. So, uh, you know, we like speaking, and, and we're in the process of, uh, of doing it. And so, and I'm still working with Nike, and, and, and they're going to get their coaches involved with, with the book. So, uh, you know, those kind of things are the ones that, that really are fun. And the, and I'm getting, uh, you know, my, my wife and I are just going to head out, we think, next week. We still haven't solidified that. And spend time talking with coaches, four or five coaches on the way to Florida to spend a couple of weeks in our condom. But we're always marketing. We're always trying to do something. We're always trying to live. And in the meantime, we're still writing another book. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we have been busy. And it's been a wonderful busy and it's been one of those things to where somebody said to me, how, how do you, at your age, which I kind of snickered at them, uh, <laughs> at your age, how, how do you find the energy to do what you're doing? But it's simple. If if the things that I'm doing transfer to my heart and transfer, then, then it's easy. And it always, and, it, and like everything else, it's not always easy. You know, there's nights when I get tired and mornings when I'm thinking, what am I doing? That alarm went off at 6.30, and I had to get that dog out and walk. You know, those are the, we have the same problems as everybody has concerns. Mm-hmm. But I am so blessed uh, that, you know, God allowed me to, to uh, write a book, and I let me write another one, and, and it impacts people. And so, wow, what a, what a, what a time and what a, what a joy this is. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got the, the basketball seasons have started at all levels. Is there anything from an Ohio perspective that you've seen at the high school, college, professional level that's caught your eye so far? Well, you know, I, I, I follow the game not as closely as I did you know, when I was coaching, just because I'm busy doing other things. But I told you I did get out and watch Kentucky practice, and, you know, it's just, boy, what great talent they have. I love Bo Ryan uh, at Wisconsin, and Bo was a Division three coach. And, uh, and I was the chairman of Division Three men's basketball for a long time. And it seemed like every year I was introducing him as the coach of the year for Division Three. Hmm. So I got a little tired of doing that. But Bo was one of those where I walked in his office uh, last year, and it said a big thing of it said next. Hmm. And I go, next? And he said, yeah. He said, you know, when they play pickup games and you're sitting along the sidelines and you yell out next. That means that you're, you're ready to go. So when that one team's out, you're in. And he said, you've got to be ready no matter. He said, if one game ends, what's next? And you can't be sitting around cheering too much or crying too much. And he said, one basketball season ends. And you can't be sitting around crying about how bad you were, or how good you were. You better get next. And uh, so that's kind of that same thing as me as being beyond. Mm-hmm. But my word now is going to be next. And so, you know, that what's, what's next? Uh, and, and what happened next game? Uh, you know, I've been over and watched Muskingum University play, 
and they've got a pretty good team, but they just haven't gelled quite yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think it's going to happen, and I, I hope it happens. So what's next? And the only way you change that is what's, what's the next practice? What's the next day? What's the next, you know? So next is, is an important thing. Um, I, I, I've seen Ohio State on TV a couple of times, and I do know I want to go watch our little John Glenn team play here in New Concord, Ohio. Uh, they were good last year, and they're going to be really good again again this year, and they've got lots of, lots of talent. They've got a freshman team that's got two or three kids on it that I have known from the college. I'm excited even to try to get up and watch them. Uh, I'm going to go try to watch one of the girls' games in uh, uh, near Dublin because uh, one of the moms that called me this year that we talked about, her daughter's playing. Mm. So I want to get up there and watch her play. So all of a sudden the games become more, how can I help people? What am I doing to watch? Uh, and I get less concerned about who's ranked number one or two or three or four or five as I do. How can I help somebody in the game? And uh, so that's that's my concern as as we go to it. And uh, I may not, Muskingum plays at Heidelberg. That's about a three-hour drive. I may not make it up there on Saturday, but I'll probably have the uh, the TV on, and I'll be watching the Buckeyes football. Mm-hmm. And I'll be listening to Muskingum's basketball, and uh, I'll probably be working on some of the uh, parts of the book as I go through that because I'm not going to just watch the games. I'm going to educate myself as, as, as we go through it. But uh, I'm still, when I watch a game, I'm still watching to see what offense they run, how they play the pick and roll, uh, how, how their backside rotations. Uh, uh, are they playing hard? Are they playing soft? they forcing in? they forcing out? Uh, how do they defense that? How, how's your first step off that, that defense? Uh, uh, do, do they hedge? Do they help and recover? Do they switch? Do they double? You know, I'm at, my mind is, is really active in those games. So, again, here I am sitting watching TV. I was out of engaging in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's the way, if, if you're a basketball coach, you, you understand that. Right. <laughs> you, right. You engage it also. But I'm excited about the season. I saw last night, I felt bad. Bobby Huggins, uh, who, who you talked about earlier, they got beat last night by one point. They were ahead the entire game. And I kept standing there watching this because I really like Bobby. And uh, he has a kid who, one of his assistant coaches is Larry Harrison, who played for me here at Muskingum. Okay. And so I had really followed their program close because of both of those guys. And I kept sitting there saying, they're, they're going to get beat. They're going to get beat. And almost like it was self-fulfilled prophecy that they end up getting beat by a point. And, hmm. uh, but I like Coach Huggins, uh, the way he responded to it, because they were 6-0 and and ranked, what, 17th in the, in the country. But uh, he, he responded with class and, and handled it and said, we've got to play better. So, uh, so so I am involved in the game and I'm involved in watching the games and involved in the high school level, the junior high level, the, the, high, the, the college, and, of course, with LeBron now back in Cleveland. Uh, you know, I'm sneaking in and watching those. And uh, I, I saw that uh, Kevin Durant's back playing. And, and because I, I go to Kevin's uh, – summer uh, activities all the time and so really enjoy Kevin he's such a good uh, good person and a, and a great great player so I'll watch I'll watch those games and I've got favorite teams the Clippers that, that I watch now I've always been a Celtic fan so you know yeah I'm, I'm in it I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know do, do me in and uh, I've already put my ante in so so it's 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 an exciting time that's and the, and the football stuff's still winding up. So mm-hmm. you get a little football, you get a little basketball, and what what can be better than that? You know, the game I'm really looking forward to seeing this weekend is Mount Union, John Carroll, foot the football playoff. Oh yes, yep, yep. Uh, you know, right. John Carroll's come close the last two years to to beating him, and and then they have a shot at him again in the playoffs. So it's. <clears throat> That's that's an intriguing game that not a lot of people have on their radar, but to me that's in a lot of ways it epitomizes what college athletics is about. Two great teams, and I saw John. I saw both teams play because they they played here this year at Muskingum, 
<clears throat> I think Mount's got a better team, and I would probably think John Carroll has the better quarterback. So if he's hot, you know, he ended up playing it. He was played at Pitt, I think, mm-hmm. and then transferred back into John Carroll. But boy, two tremendous football programs. Um, and and Mount Union has been in a class by itself. Maybe Wisconsin Whitewater has been right there with them. But mm-hmm. Jamie Christmas just such dominance in the Ohio Conference. And you know, back when I played in the '60s, Muskingum played that way. Hmm. And we had a guy named a Cannonball Cooper. It was a first-team All-American in football and played for the San Francisco 49ers. And I tell people <clears throat> he wouldn't have been nearly as good if I had, hadn't, hadn't handed the ball to him in such a magnificent manner. Right. Well, you got to oh, take yeah. I mean, no. Someone had to give him the ball. <laughs> Somebody. Well, he said he could always count. He said, I was watching blockers and looking down the field because I knew the ball would be there. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> There you go. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on the show today. Oh, yeah, great. Thanks for having me. You know, you're always fun to talk to because you're that uh, hungry coach that I I like. You're that young man that, you know, you actually read the book. You engaged the book. You looked up supercilious. You uh, Mm -hmm. you were doing exactly what we wanted to do. I'll end with these two things. My high school cheerleader that we that I talked about, I mentioned their names in the book. Mm-hmm. And she sent me a note and said thanks. And it didn't sign her name or anything. She just said page 37. <laughs> That's the page she's in. And, you know, it just, you impact people mm-hmm. with the way you think and the way you talk and the way you do. So you keep impacting those young people and uh, your family and, and have a blessed holiday season. And thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, please drop me a line when, when the book is available. I'll do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get stuff out to you. Okay, great. Okay. All right. Thanks, Ron. All right. Well, thank Have you. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us on the Outstanding Ohioans Show. Our guest today was Dr. Jim Burson, and we will have his contact information, his website on our show notes. Thank you, and have a great day.